0: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to Socks on Tap.
1: Tony, my first reaction is just fuck yes, let's go. Socks, that's that's where it all starts. It all starts taking care of business in-house in the central division. That's right, I'm a meatball. White Sox fans welcome in it's the Sox on tap post game show Johnny Nani here alongside Tony Marchese and we are discussing White Sox victory over the Cubs and extra innings eight six final day Tony always great to beat the Cubs as you say in our intro video there
0: you just stole my opening line but crack them happy Friday Johnny uh it's a good way to kick off the weekend with a White Sox win uh, a little bit of up and down in this one but It is. It's always great to beat the Cubs.
1: Yeah, it was just a wild game. And, you know, it didn't really pick up until the latter innings of this thing. And it was just an interesting contest all around. I mean, you see Craig Kimbrell come in late. Uh, allow what first time in like forever that he's allowed four hits and especially the three runs to uh, the big home run. So that it was just up and down. And then obviously Brian Goodwin coming up after that. So we'll get into all the details um, of the uh, game in here in a minute, but before we do uh, listeners, make sure you're visiting on for all Chicago sports literature and podcasting needs. Give us a follow on social media at socks on tap and at on sportsnet And the show is also brought to you by grandstand. So make sure you're visiting them 35th and Wallace right by the ballpark. Also, shop online, grandstandsocks.com, and follow them on social media where they're dropping a bunch of new hat releases, which are pretty cool. Uh, That's at Grandstand Socks on social media. So, Tony, as we start with this thing here, first installment of the Crosstown Classic of this year, uh, obviously this one kicking off at Wrigley. This weekend uh, will be on the south side to end the month of August. Um, I love being the Cubs, getting off on the right foot here, um, that is just huge. Number one, because yes, this is a rivalry. Fuck the Cubs, and our boys came out on top today.
0: I, I think it's as simple as that. Uh, at the end of the day, uh, the White Sox do walk away with a victory. The L flag is flying over Wrigley Field. You've got to feel good about that. So we'll take we'll take the win. Uh, but there is there is some things to break down in this
1: one. Guys. Yeah, absolutely. So let's start with the big fella on the mound today. He had himself a very, very nice day. Uh, My notes for this uh, about Lance Lynn's outing, I'll get the numbers in a second, but it's just Lance Lynn doing Lance Lynn things. Uh, Showed why he is an AL Cy Young contender. He goes six-plus innings, four hits, just one earned run, two walks, eight strikeouts. Uh, Just uh, having his way with the slapdick Cubs lineup there.
0: Yeah, uh, it was cool to look at the Cubs lineup and be like, wow, this is reminiscent of uh you know what we went through during our rebuild and and not even know who the fuck any of those guys were um and Lance Lynn handled them like he had no idea who the fuck any of those guys were I love seeing it I mean Lance Lynn is just your bona fide ace at this point in time Johnny he's your game one starter in any playoff series he just brings it each and every time he's out there another quality Lance Lynn start today
1: yeah, absolutely. I agree 100% on the number one uh, in the playoffs. I think earlier uh, in the season, maybe in the May to early June range, you could have made an argument back and forth between him and Rodon because Rodon was still shoving at that point. But right now, uh, we'll get to Rodon later because he'll be starting tomorrow's game. But Lancelin, obviously, bona fide ace, like the way that you worded that there. So uh, let's get into scoring a little bit here. Sox, uh get on the board first, top of the fourth, uh, thanks to Vaughn Ribby single and Sebby Zavala doing the same right after that. Uh, Andrew Vaughn, welcome to the Crosstown, man. Yeah. Uh, love it. And Andrew Vaughn continues to do Andrew
0: Vaughn things. Uh, this is be just becoming one of the guys that, uh, you know, he, he's hitting the lower portion of the order. He's hitting the top portion of the order. He just continues to hit the baseball Johnny. And it's been fairly consistent. I don't think that, you know, some of the stats jump off the page at you, uh, with Andrew Vaughn. Uh, but you know, he, he's just, he's there. He's always doing something to help this team win. it seems like each and every game. So uh welcome to the Crosstown series. And you know that this early really helps this team uh get into a position to win this game later on because those runs were coming
1: at a premium early. Yeah, definitely. Uh perhaps to Zavala, too, because uh we all know about the defense. Uh it plays outstanding defense, but uh very nice when you contribute with the bat. Obviously, we had the Subby Zavala game. Uh, over the weekend with three home runs, and then, uh, you know, uh, continuing here with a little bit of uh, production interspersed. So good to see him. That got socks up 2 0. Uh, scoring would not happen again until the bottom of the seventh. Uh, this would be with Lance Lynn out, although the run was credited to him with uh, Romine, lead off a little bunt single, uh, slapdick hitters doing slapdick things against uh, Lance Lynn there. Uh, but either way, Kopech comes in, uh, walks first guy, but then a uh, couple flyouts that brings in the run with the sack fly there. Uh, Kopech in this spot, you had to go to Bummer uh, to finish out this inning, but I was impressed with Aaron Bummer uh, getting the job done because that has not been a consistent, sure thing so far this year, Tony. No,
0: it hasn't. But of late, Aaron Bummer has, has really started to turn his season around over these last few times out on the mound, Johnny. Um, you know, that was a big spot for him. Uh, I, you can consider that a pretty high leverage situation. So I, I, I'm just – I'm happy that Aaron Bummer is getting the job done in in tight situations right now, because I think that just a little bit of confidence and you continue to roll with that for Aaron Bummer. uh, You saw it again today. Um, That's that's what you need. You need to build off of uh, those types of performances and keep them rolling. And he can become uh, that eighth inning type guy again. And you've already got a plethora of those on this roster. So love what I saw uh, from Aaron Bummer again today. I love that we're talking about it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I think a big thing for him, too, is having the command in order because I felt like a lot of his struggles stemmed from early walks. When you would come in, he walked the first batter, already put himself in a hole. Um, obviously comes into a situation here with a runner already on. Uh, gets a guy who was actually hit. You know, you talk about we, we kind of trashed this Cubs lineup, and overall, yeah, it's deserving of it, but a guy, Patrick Wisdom, uh, he can hit the long ball, um, yes. and I feel like there was a chance for that. Uh, Bummer shuts that down, and we move on uh, to the eighth inning, and this is where things would get a little bit of out of control, uh, and you know, unexpected because we have Kimbrel coming into the game. You're like bullpen A squad, like we talked about. White Sox now have two dominant options, two closers, basically at the end of the game. But Kimbrel, uh, unconventional of him. Uh, Duffy leads it off with a single, a fly out for Haps. Schwindel singles. Dykeman flies out, and then Romine, uh, who I just saw the slap deck earlier, uh, gets one out to right field, just into that basket there uh, in right field, to tie this game up. Tony, I was pissed at this point. How about you?
0: Very, and this is this is just something that I felt was going to happen, right? Like Kimbrell coming out against the, against his former team. I'm texting back and forth with uh, a couple other guys, Sean Roberts, you uh, during this game. And I'm like, we bring him in. It's, it's, I just, I felt it, man. I I can't even describe how much I felt that this could be a potential disaster for this team. Um, And again, you, you brought it up earlier. This is like the first time that he's ever given up. What is it, three runs or, or more? Yeah, it's, it's only like
1: three occasions in his career or something like yeah,
0: that. Like the last time was like 2011 or something, I think they said uh, on the post game show. So uh, you're going to have those. Uh, but I also do agree with uh, a tweet that you retweeted it from yourself, <laughs> Johnny, today. Uh, so as much as I'm saying you're going to have those. You don't want to see them. You don't want to see them. It doesn't matter if it comes against the Cubs. It doesn't matter if it comes against the Kansas City Royals. It doesn't matter at this point in time. Uh, You're trying to get yourself ready for a playoff run. You can't have blips like that. Um, So it's just really unfortunate that it comes from uh, Kimbrell in this spot against his former team because the the storylines that write themselves, uh, this could have been very fucking ugly.
1: Yeah, and let's consider a few factors here. First of all, uh Kimbrell in his first few outings was, you know, just fine uh for the White Sox. This is the first trouble uh, that he's had what only like his third outing for the team. And then also uh it's a team that he came over from. So they've been around him for a couple of years. They know him. Uh you even, you know, I know it's not the same whole cast and crew there, but uh a lot of these guys that are still on the team were on the team in depth roles or in and out. Um Earlier on in the season, so there's that. But referring to the tweet that you're talking about, uh, just overall about the bullpen, because the, the tweet was from that game against Cleveland, where everything you know kind of <laughs> went to shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it with that whole it was a Sube Zavala game, uh, but ended up not being able to get a win from. It was from that, and it was worded. Uh, I put it out. I said, "Fuck the blip or outlier uh, excuses," because that's what a lot of people like to use, and they throw out low batting average, expected, whatever, all that shit about it. It's like I said, su- I said, "Fuck that. This is meatball time." I'm sick of it. We've already had enough of that this year. Just get the job done, and it's not up for discussion. I turned replies off for it, so if you wanted to reply to it, uh, you had to quote tweet. So that was it. So let's uh, move on because uh, White Sox would uh, have some, uh, you know, leaving the yard of their own uh, in the top of the 10th. Uh, that was Jose Abreu starting on second, and Brian Goodwin comes up. Oppo shot out to left field into the bleachers there. This put the Sox up 6-4. to four. What a huge spot. For mr brian goodwin uh kick rocks cubs yeah uh that that
0: one is fantastic for so many reasons uh there were a lot of people who were big time mad about eloy jimenez coming out of that game uh because goodwin comes in and pinch runs for uh eloy after eloy finally gets double in about the sixth inning and you I'm kind of questioning it myself because Goodwin's defense kind of scares me almost in the in the same regard that Eloise does. Um, so I'm not very comfortable with him out there uh, in in late game situations. I think he's just a tad bit lackadaisical with some fundamental play out in the outfield. Uh, I've had some conversation with uh, with Nwi Steve on this exact matter before as well. And, you know, you're kind of questioning, like, why? Why right here? Why are you doing this? And I even the thought crossed my mind. Why are you doing this? Well, there was a lot of people who came out in, and, and, you know, the late ending situations, and you're like, well, this is fucking great. You've got Goodwin in the lineup now instead of Eloy Jimenez. Some things just work. I, again, I go back to the storylines that write themselves. Uh, that was a good spot to have Goodwin in, in that position. Uh, you couldn't have guessed that, Johnny. I don't think no. that uh, uh-huh. anybody had the premonition that, uh, you know, Goodwin was going to come up in a big spot again uh, for what was that? The second time in, in about a week where he's yeah, come up in a big,
1: it was last Sunday.
0: Yeah. Big, big spot uh, for him to hit in. And it's been clutch, man. It's been fucking phenomenal watching him put baseballs over the fence lately because there was there was a little bit of a period of time. that wasn't so long ago, basically up until he hit that home run, uh, that walk off home run that you're questioning what his purpose is here. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's brought a lot of life and energy to this team. You saw it again today. Um, he, he's, he looks to be a good clubhouse guy with the rest of this crew, Johnny. He's put the ball out of the yard in two really key spots within a week. Um, and he's helping the White Sox win baseball games right now. So, you, you, I mean, what, what more can you fucking ask for?
1: I think it plays into the this team has it because, first of all, the move yep. itself with with him coming in in the sixth inning as a pinch runner, you wouldn't expect that, like you would said, for him to get up in that spot and then deliver in that spot to put the White Sox ahead in extra innings here. So um that – and, you know, it's – I love the this guy's swagger too. We all know about – I think everybody, you know, that, that uses the platform has seen the tweet, the mm-hmm. the reply, the kick rocks hoe to someone saying that his MLB days are numbered or whatever it was. Uh But, you know, it was funny. That became a meme. And then you see him – Afterward, as he comes across home plate, and he's giving high fives to the guys on near the on deck circle. This is my city. Like I love that kind of fire, that passion. And it's nice to be able to back that shit up with uh, play on the field. So especially against Cubs in their own building. So yeah. Uh, and, that, and that- it only works when you're hitting it yeah, only that, works when you that's you you got to you, you can talk the talk all you want but you got to you got to walk the walk too and he did both so hey you, you did it and he, I like he, the order they did in too walk the walk first then talk talk after go ahead i love it um uh, it wasn't it though The white Sox add on more and it was a good thing that they did uh, and we'll get to that in a minute but um Vaughn reaches on air after that. Moncada finally breaks out of his goddamn slump uh, with a single hard hit ball to right field. Uh, and then Sheets, your guy, man, Gavin Sheets, uh, he comes up in a spot pinch hitting for Sebi Zavala, hits an RBI single, makes it 7 4 Sox. Uh, Timmy would add an RBI single of his own as well to make it 8 4. That would be all the White Sox scoring this one. But I don't talk about Gavin Sheets here coming up. Sure, in that, you know, I think everybody was kind of, you know, really high from the Goodwin home run. So you may have still been celebrating and looking at everything else. And then the, the Vaughn. Vaughn comes in and just it's a nice you know goes opposite way uh into left center with this uh pinch hit RBI single but that's i think it's indicative of this guy can get it done in the clutch we saw it happen in Milwaukee he did it today he's going to be a weapon off the bench come October Tony
0: I think he will i i actually was uh talking a little bit about this the other day i think Gavin Sheets is probably the guy who may end up going down uh when Luis Robert comes back but i have a feeling we may see him Uh, again, when we get to September and when we go to October. I think Gavin Sheets, he's just delivered some very timely hits for this team. He's that left-handed bat that the White Sox have been looking for for such a long time. He's versatile. Uh, He can play the outfield. He can play first base. Uh, So you've got some versatility there. Uh, He can also step in at DH. And you've seen him come off the bench, Johnny, with some clutch pinch Hits And I think that for a rookie to throw all that on, on somebody like that, I know Andrew one, you can beat me with this right there. There's, there's the trump card over, over Gavin sheets, versatility, but to have a rookie doing this in high leverage spots, again, um, you're absolutely correct. I think he's got the potential to be a weapon. Uh, through down the stretch here and into the playoffs. And I think that he's got a chance to have a very, very solid career. I love the fact that he's still with this team. He's still my guy. Love it. I don't think we did picks a click today, but again, as we all know, Gavin sheets is my pick to click anytime. He's even just on the white Sox roster uh coming through in the clutch again today with another big hit. So I love it. Love Gavin sheets. I think, you know, that by now, I think yep. everybody who listens to the
1: show knows it by now. I'll rest my case. Yeah, I love it. I'll just back it up with one thing further. It's it's coming uh, crunch time and clutch situations. Uh, we I talked about those situations today uh, at the game at Milwaukee. Um, and then also, uh, the I think he was in that whole game as a DH. But the game two of that doubleheader against Minnesota, a couple of Mondays back uh, with the walk-off home run, that's a big spot as well. And he's able to put the ball out of the yard uh, for that one. So uh, clutch spots, nice to see a rookie be able to do uh, come and handle the pressure like that and get the job done. So uh, these runs were important. No. The White Sox need those extra two because uh, Cubs start with the runner in second of their own, uh, in the bottom of the 10th, and it's Garrett Crochet in the game for the Sox and Schwindel, a guy who's you know kind of uh playing for a roster spot essentially, he's kind of uh, up and down, been bounced around, journeyman sort of style, uh, player. But he gets a two run home run out to left field off Crochet, uh, that's eight six, clears the bases. But uh, Crochet would induce pop out two flyouts, get this thing over with. Sox win. Eight to six here, Tony, before we go any further, I think we'd be remiss though. Uh, it's easy to kind of bridge over because there's no scoring uh, off of him, but Liam Hendricks coming in and cleaning up after uh, Kimbrell uh, left the mess there. Uh, all four of the outs that Liam Hendricks recorded today were strikeouts. How nice is it to just strike everybody out? Not even chance for them to advance by, you know, putting balls in play. Uh That's key. That's, that's what closers do, Johnny. That's,
0: that's big time stuff there from Liam Hendricks. And yeah, I, 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 was kind of feeling like we got away from, from that conversation here, but I think it's important to say Kimbrell didn't really have it today. That's, that's okay. Because you have Liam Hendricks there to back it up. And there's going to be days where Liam Hendricks may not have it. And if you didn't have to use Kimbrell or Kimbrell, you, you, or uh, if you didn't have to use Kimbrell before him to get to the ninth inning, he's there to back him up. That's, that's a luxury. That's a huge luxury to have Johnny. I, yeah. I don't think that we've fully appreciated it yet, but here, here is first case in point as to why that's nice to have.
1: Yeah. I feel like we're going to be talking about a lot more down the stretch. I remember it's just uh, we're What? Just exactly one week uh, today uh, removed from the trade deadline. So uh, still uh, just one week uh, with with, uh, guys coming over in their new threads here today. Hey, let's talk about Cesar Hernandez too, uh, because he hit his first white Sox home run today. We kind of glossed over it, but that came in the top of the eighth. Uh, The credit to Sebi Zavala for uh, keeping that inning alive to his two outs. He had a single uh, to keep it alive, get to Cesar Hernandez and um, the the Cubs. uh, is David Ross uh, made a dumb pitching change. I'm just going to call him out here, uh, mm-hmm. and he replaced Trevor McGill with Kyle Ryan and Cesar Hernandez. Guess what? He's a switch hitter, so you're fucked either way. And it was a right-handed shot uh, that he hit out to left field. So props to Cesar. I love me some Cesar Hernandez, man. I do too. I, I I've
0: actually uh, I liked the move when we made it. Um, I think that uh, you know he's got a chance to potentially stick around here for a little bit, Johnny, and be a be an everyday second baseman for this White Sox club. He provides the pop. He's got the speed. He's just—he's another guy that that is a multi-dimensional player that can continue to help this team. I don't think that there's a lot of holes in this guy's game. Again, I don't think he's another guy that's going to jump off the stat sheet too. He's a solid baseball player. He's pretty much your finished product at second base, Johnny. And he's got a lot more pop in his bat than Nick Magical can ever dream of having. Mm-hmm. Um, and you add that to this yep. lineup, I think it's 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 a great fit for him.
1: Yeah, absolutely, and I just want to talk really quick about the construction of the lineup today because, uh, once again, it's not completely oh, you can predict this or whatever, but you can look at matchups and numbers and whatnot. For whatever reason, Adam Engel hits well against Cubs. He hits well at Wrigley Field, so what does Tony Larissa do? Bumps him up to the two spot. That puts Cesar Hernandez, a dangerous bat still, but he's in the eight hole there, uh, you know, down below some of these guys there, and obviously you saw that pay off uh, with where Hernandez came up in that eighth inning, so uh, I just wanted to shout that out too. Uh, That's a good job by the entire wide. White Sox coaching staff, analytics department, Tony LaRussa, Miguel Cairo, everyone else uh, that is included in those decisions. Uh, I need to give those guys props uh, because it worked out well today. And Adam Engel had himself a nice game. He talked about the Cesar Hernandez thing working out. Well, guess what? Adam Engel went three for five himself with the walk as well. So uh, pretty damn good uh, from White Sox lineup construction today.
0: Yeah, and uh, they, they mentioned it on the broadcast too. And if you didn't catch it, uh, his last three hit game came at Wrigley Field. Uh, last year so um you know that's that's just heads up coaching right there johnny and yeah. I, I i appreciate you calling that one out
1: yeah, yeah absolutely i just i'd just like to see it because you know uh cesar has been hitting in the two hole for a little bit now um and not that he was struggling at all i think he was hitting already like 307 or something before that but uh you just look at matchups and you think what can we best utilize guys for here i would not be shocked uh to see cesar uh, back up there in the two hole again tomorrow as recently uh, as that. And so let's get yep. into that game tomorrow, Tony. Let's, um, let's, let's make it two in a row here tomorrow. It'll be same time as today, 1 20 PM start uh, at Wrigley field, uh, Sox and Cubs, NBC sports, Chicago is where you can catch it. Marquee too. If you want to hear some, uh, you know, uh, cringe uh, from <laughs> Boogs Giambi up there, uh, but it'll be at Burdell's on the mound for the Cubs, Carlos Rodon for the white Sox, Tony Carlos Rodon coming into this one, his last start, was July 29th at Kansas City, uh, and he got roughed up in that game. Fastball did not have the same ride on it that we saw earlier in the season. So you got him eight rest days now, but with adding the Jimmy Lambert, Renell Lopez day at the end um, of the Cleveland series there, um, and you had some off days mixed in there. So Carlos Rodon is eight days full, uh, more than a week of rest. Let's I want to see that fastball life come back because the last two, I'm not worried but I'm just a little bit concerned because he hasn't pitched a full season since what, 2016, 2015, even if you go and look up the numbers there, but it, it's one of those. So it's been a while um, and it just felt like the arm was getting tired.
0: It did, Johnny. And I feel like that uh, Carlos Rodan does still have that same injury history that you're talking about. And you, you're just starting to worry just a little bit, uh, maybe a Lance Lynn, on the mound smidge right there. So uh, Iowa Zach, prove it day for Los. I absolutely agree. Here's a prove it day for him. You've given him a little bit of extra rest, like you said. Um, I, I noticed the last time he was out on the mound, he was kind of playing with the fingers a little bit after pitches. Uh, you didn't see that that fastball exploding the same way it did earlier in the season. I think that's exactly the thing that you're going after here, Johnny. You want to see him reach back and hit 99-100 um, in the 7th, 8th inning, that was cool and tough shit. Obviously, it's tough for any pitcher to do that for a full season. We, uh, we've we been very lucky, knock on wood so far, uh, with this pitching staff's health uh, throughout this entire year. Uh, if if this is just a, bit, a little bit of a dead-arm period for Carlos, let's hope he can come back and, and, like Zach said, prove it day for him. I think this is the perfect lineup for him to do that against. Um, all jokes aside and Cubs jokes aside, uh, this Cubs lineup is – is not great. Um, and he should be able to mow these guys down. This should be uh, also a game with some high energy for him. There was a lot of back and forth in this one today. Uh, so I think the team's a little bit fired up. You saw the offense come alive late, um, carry that energy over, get this guy uh, a little bit of a lead to work with early instead of having to play these games late. Um, I, that that's, that's what I would like to see. I'd like to see Carlos with a little bit of room to work air it out a little bit, uh, and reach back on that fastball and just start mowing people down.
1: Yeah, and uh, also, it might be a tall order for him, uh, especially considering uh, how the last two have gone, and we were just talking about the issues with fatigue possible um, and the fastball just not looking the same, but obviously, they got him some rest, so uh, I really hope he's on because you did use up, let's be realistic, you used up all bullpen A squad today. Now, that doesn't mean that any of those guys can't come back tomorrow and throw. I have no doubt about it that they would be able to if needed, but at the same time, It's also, let's look at the opponent. You're playing a fourth place team uh, in the middle. As much as we love, you know, the rivalry, you know, means more to us as fans, uh, you you still got to manage arms through this thing. So uh, if Lowe's could go six, seven, I think that would be huge for this. And then that way you're limiting. And hopefully the White Sox don't uh, have any bullpen mishaps late in the game uh, to have to extend this thing even further out. But what I'm getting at is use as few arms as possible tomorrow would be nice.
0: Yeah, I agree. I agree with everything you just said right there. I think that uh, you know you, you you would be better off uh, down the stretch and and just through this series and into next week without having to go to Kopac, Kimbrell, Hendricks tomorrow uh, if if you didn't have to. So uh, I think this one's going to be a little bit more on the offense too, Johnny, to kind of give yourselves that much uh, breathing room uh, before you have to. Uh, talk about making those decisions in the you know sixth seventh inning of you know what you're going to do here. It's also National League ball, Johnny. So there's going to be some spots where Carlos Rodon's going to have to come up and hit, and and we saw it today. Tony Larusa uh, kept Lance Lynn in through that that sixth inning, and he had a he had a net bat through there. Um, so there's going to be tough decisions to make. It's a little bit easier in the NL to pull your pitcher when their when their spot comes up in the lineup. Um, so if Los doesn't have it, and this is a close ball game. Uh, Things are going to get a little bit more tense. Uh, I think that that's, you know, just that's just your NL style ball. Everybody wanted to hate on it today, but it, it it is what it is, Johnny. Those are the rules. That's what you got to play by.
1: Yeah, no, exactly. I think the premise of it is more uh, what was being attacked, and I was one of them, because uh, I, I, I do not like it. I am all for Universal DH. I know we've differed on that on the show, but that's uh, the nice thing about it, um, you know, differing opinions. Uh, come back at the end of the day and talk about it. But yes, like you said, you're playing the game. you got to manage it um, a- accordingly to the rules uh, that are laid out in front of you. So we um, will be interesting to see, but if Los is rolling, I would not mind seeing him bat in the sixth, as long as it's going to get us, uh, you know, another inning out of him there. So um, we'll, we'll see what happens. Uh, you're facing Ed ad- Albert Elzley, uh, this is guy that Cubs fans kind of, you know, get high on it sometimes because the stuff's there and whatnot. But overall, let's look at let's be realistic. I know records not the end all be all, and they've traded away pieces and they've had their struggles. They went on an eleven game losing streak, whatever. This guy is four and eleven, four eight, five ERA on the year. Uh, we, we should absolutely get after this guy and pound him. This is a great weekend for the White Sox offense to bounce back, Tony.
0: Yes, yes. This is a great weekend for the White Sox offense to bounce back. I, I think that they started to break through some things really late today, Johnny. I love that Yohan Moncada uh, breaks out of the slump and gets gets his hit there because he's been smoking the ball. It's just been finding gloves. Uh, you want to see Jose Abreu start to have the kind of August that you're used to seeing from Jose Abreu. You want to see Eloy Jimenez start to leave the yard. Um, you know, you, you've been getting it from guys like uh, Goodwin and, and Hernandez and some of these other guys. There's one guy though that I want to see have a huge fucking game, Johnny. There's somebody that I want to see back the talk up a little bit. And that's Tim Anderson, Johnny. I know that he has, he's, he's had a quietly good year. Um, The stats are still kind of there, but like, let's go shove it down motherfuckers throats. Like we talk about, let's go own this. Let's be the face of baseball. Let's make Tony La Russa mad, like I said a few weeks mm-hmm. ago. Yes. I want to see him start some games off with some with some fireworks. I want to see him start games off by getting on base, drive the offense, draw the, stirs the drink, the whole nine yards, start to back that up. I want to see Tim Anderson get the job done and, and just be an offensive lethal weapon for this team like we know he can be. Um, so, yeah, perfect day to turn it yep. around. Guy right at the top, let's start there.
1: Yeah, you're you going to go with him as your pick to click then?
0: Uh, You know what? It's been a while, so yeah, let's go, Timmy.
1: All right. Yeah. you know, I liked it. You know, he was one for six today and obviously he did drive in that run. So that was nice. And we need that uh, in, in the extra innings there, but uh, I agree with you getting it going early. Straw that stirs a drink like we have dubbed him uh, in, in the past. I like I wanna that. See, uh, I want
0: to see Goodwin energy. Um, yeah. Tim Anderson. That's
1: yes. Yes. That, that, that's a great way to put it. Uh, I'm going to go with the guy that will most likely be hitting right below him. And that's Mr. Cesar Hernandez. Uh, I, I like this guy a lot. I, I just uh, he's he, useful. He, he can hit the BS pop can do it. And he's just an all around solid professional ball player. Um, and I think, you know, switch hitting option with him. It don't matter who, who the, you know, if the Sox chase Elzelay early and they come in and, uh, you know, bring a lefty in, we obviously saw Cesar can go and hit the ball out from the right side today too. So um, I'm going to go with Cesar Hernandez here. Uh, n- uh, nice to play with some new toys here, Tony. It is.
0: It absolutely <laughs> is. Johnny, that's, it's perfect. I, <laughs> yeah. I, it, it didn't take me long to figure out you were going to fall in love with Cesar Hernandez.
1: Yeah, no, yeah, it's he, just useful. He's very very useful player. I appreciate um, you know, guys get the job done. And he, 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 fits he, the
0: profile he, of Johnny Nani favorite.
1: Yeah, yeah. He, 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 he's a nice, nice addition. One, one that I honestly didn't even foresee coming. So I think it was just kind of a very, very pleasant surprise because we needed someone, and obviously the big names were out there floating and Cesar Hernandez wasn't on the radar, but that was also because we didn't know. Cleveland was going to sell or not or what the deal was. Um, obviously, one of the only guys uh, driving some offense out there, but they waved the white flag, um, you know, and, and not shocking, but uh, that's what they did. So we benefit from it. Uh, I got Cesar. You got Timmy for tomorrow. Uh, any final thoughts before we wrap this up?
0: Final thoughts. It's always great to beat the Cubs. You did not not like the route that we took to get there, uh, but we did get there today. Uh, you saw the boys having fun. Uh, the umpiring today was completely Fucking horrendous Johnny with the uh, with the with the shirt coming in clutch winning ugly uh, love it the umpiring today was was completely terrible I think for both ends of this I can't wait to see the umpire scorecards come out on Twitter for this <laughs> one because uh, you know if I'm closing this down with some final thoughts I just I'm so interested to see how bad it actually was uh, for the amount of people I saw on Twitter and just with my own eyes watching this Um uh, you know, winning ugly, I think is a perfect way to put it, Johnny. I don't want to win ugly tomorrow. I want to step on their throats. I want to, I want to, you know, runs. I want home runs. I want just an onslaught of offense. I, I loathe the Cubs. I hate everything about being at that, at that dump. I don't like seeing all the, the Cubs fans happy. I, if one last final thought. If the dude who was like shirtless for half the game, right behind home plate, didn't drive you nuts as a White Sox fan all day, I don't even know. You know what? What are you doing here? That guy was driving yeah. me nuts back there too, Johnny. I just wanted to like reach through my TV and, and throw him, throw him out of the stadium. Um, go and step on their throats tomorrow. Starts with Tim Anderson, Jose Abreu, multiple home runs. Uh, you know, just just same thing from, from Jose last year. I want to see like a multi-home run game from somebody. I don't care who it comes from. Just you know, make it epic.
1: Yeah, yeah, they annihilated the ball uh, in that series at Wrigley last year. Obviously, no fans, but it would be nice uh, to give some souvenirs out there. Um, hopefully, finding White Sox fans is nice to hear some uh, let's go White Sox chants drowning uh, out any Cubs fans that were still remaining uh, in the latter stages of the game because we know. Uh, that many, many, many of them uh, left early. So, pretty hilarious. Yeah. Um, Fuck the Cubs. Uh, One of my final thoughts, I fucking hate that whole organization. I hate their fan base. I hate their pompous, arrogant, whole shtick that they've had for the past five years. Whatever. You got your one ring, okay. But um, it's a different time here. And, and, you know, it's funny there's been memes, you know, oh, the Bulls are good again. What did it cost the Cubs? It's like, no. Okay, you're just going in in a cycle of what was inevitable. And it's finally come. It's all crashing down on you. And and I want to just completely kick them while they're down because they're feeling they're still reeling from the trade deadline. Mm-hmm. They're, they're they're still missing Baez and they're watching the Rizzo highlights and home runs in New York and all that. Let's put it right in their face again and show them, show them who the best team in Chicago is because obviously we are. So, um, fucking bury them tomorrow. I, I want an absolute bloodbath. Uh, like double digit runs. Uh, and a shutout would be ideal, but but low 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 scoring for uh, the Cubs side there. So that's it. That's all I've got for this one.
0: Love it, Johnny. Cheers to that. Happy
1: Friday night. Yeah. Happy Friday. White Sox fans. Enjoy it. Enjoy this win. uh, Victory beers. And we'll hopefully have some more tomorrow. So uh, listeners, thank you for tuning in here. Thanks for commenting in the live stream here. We always appreciate that. You can find it on YouTube, Periscope, and our Facebook page, SportsNet. Make sure you're visiting OnTapSportsNet.com for all written content. You can find these podcasts there as well. And plenty more Chicago sports content for all teams, not just our White Sox here. So uh, make sure uh, you're also visiting Grandstand right by the ballpark for all White Sox merchandise needs. 35th and Wallace, they are located right there. Quick walk before or after a game. You can also shop online, grandstandsox.com, and follow them on social media. New releases posted there daily uh, at Grandstand Sox. Tony, that wraps it up. Let's enjoy our Friday night with some victory beers.
0: Sounds good to me, Johnny. White Sox forever.
1: White Sox forever.